All right, what's going on? Join us today as we talk about the wisdom of the Havamal. Um, we go over some of the stanzas, we expound on and expand on uh, how they can apply to our lives as the knowledge from Odin is timeless. So join us and enjoy the show. Be the Machine, out. Let's go live. Let's go live. Cheers, my man. How What's are you up, doing? Man, I'm living the doing? dream. Just happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. We did some jits yesterday and uh both got slightly injured. I'm fu- look, this is the thing that I now have to just come to terms with. And I've been pretty good about it. I'm better, I'm better with it when it comes to like my strength and conditioning set, like warming up. Dude, I can't. And, and I do this to myself, like yesterday, you know, it was like we, we got there and we, and, and Cooper's like, let's work on wrestling. Immediately. Immediately. And I'm like, and I know better. I'm like, okay, I should warm up. And what do I do? I don't warm up. I just, just jump straight into it. Jump yeah. right in the mat. And like my Achilles was hurting today. I hit my head on his brother's knee <laughs> and, you know, like I get that weird nerve pain. So there's probably a pinched nerve now. Um... Yeah, man. That's the price we pay. I suppose. It's been yeah. a while since I've had anything go wrong, so I guess it was fitting. Yeah. Well, it goes like that, though, right? Like, I, like I'll have nice long stretches where I won't get hurt, where I, I'll feel pretty good, and then, bam, it's like, oh. Well, because we got this competition coming up. Of course. That's so, something has to happen. And so it's like I've been training pretty hard for it. You know, we've all been training pretty hard for it, and I'm I'm, fe- I'm kind of feeling it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm glad today was my off day. It was like my day off. You know, I worked on my breathing exercises, my cool little O2 breath mm-hmm. trainer. You know, so 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 that helps. I think it's helping. So this is, third, I think I'm well in about the third week, yeah. and and like I I I can definitely tell it's it's strengthening my diaphragm. You know, I. Like, I feel like my cardio has been really good for jujitsu, you know, and, and it probably also has been helping that I'm doing some before and after work mm-hmm. like uh, Gabe, dude, we went 30 straight minutes. That was crazy. Um, but we didn't what, go. What, we were boxing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was why yeah. you guys were kickboxing. Yeah. And it was like, but it was like really cool. It was like a really good back and forth, give and take, not like not trying to smash, but just move and flow. And, rolling. Yeah, it was, it was really cool because I think like you just. I think there's certain people you can do that with, you know, and because not I don't know, not everybody I think understands that everybody. So many people want to win, you know, and it's like that's not what it's about. I mean, sure, if you're competing, yeah, of course you want to win. But that's the only time it really matters. It's like getting tapped in training. Who yeah. the fuck cares? It's training. It's going to happen, man. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like you got that's how you get better. And even when you're the best, you're probably still going to get tapped because there's going to be things you want to work on. Like I know a lot of these uh, these high level guys, like they will literally start from like an arm bar position, arm stretched out. Jesus, you know, or you know, they're like, "Hey, all right, get on my back, get this choke sunk in," and then they fight from there. And I mean, I think there's a lot to be said about it. But if you train for the absolute shittiest spot, 
yeah. and get good from there. Like, yeah. how is someone going to stop you? Exactly. Well, because it seems to be the consensus that, like, the Hodger Gracie, uh, you know, a lot of the top-level grapplers, John Donaher, they all seem to echo the same thing in that when you're you're should be fundamentally sound at escapes because if you can escape from any position then your confidence will be such that you can be more willing to attack because you're like okay put me in a triangle i'll just get right out of it okay Mm -hmm. put me in an arm i'm gonna get out of it okay take my back i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of it right you know so it's like it's that and i because i think a lot of people just want to learn how to attack and, and well, like that's the fun part, you know, yeah, that's the part. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to start getting crushed yeah. inside control on an Americana. You know? Maybe we're just weird because like, I actually, I feel like I enjoy fundamental stuff more. No, I can see like, that. And, yeah. and, and sinking it in and maybe cause I'm a bit older. So like, I'm just adapting. Well, okay. So like, you know, still strength and athleticism, but I'm, I'm thinking like long term. it's like, I should probably focus on a game where, like, I should, like, play to my attributes now and what are going to happen. So I'll be a little less explosive, and it's just, like, leverage and position and just getting good at that shit. I mean, you can get really good at at throwing an armbar, you know, but also if you understand fundamental concepts, like, regaining inside position when you've lost it like yeah. that's going to carry you a lot further than an arm bar because you're not always going to be able to throw an right. arm bar you know but you right. always are going to need to know like hey right. i have got to get an elbow back in here mm-hmm. knee in here or something you know well and then Hodger gracie said something interesting that when he trains defense or when he wants to work in his defense he rolls with purple belts because he says a lot of black belts and he's not the first one i've heard say this but he says a lot of black belts get so comfortable with being the hammer that they, they, they kind of stop working on their defense and stuff because mm-hmm. they're so used to just being able to. When you're a hammer, everything looks like nails, right? Yeah. yeah. And except for when you roll with Audrey Gracie yeah. and suddenly you're nothing. <laughs> just, you're getting tapped however he wants to do it, you know, because a lot of those black belts aren't working defense. And he's like, they're don't, he's like, they like the guy that Buchecha that he beat. He's like, he, he, he didn't do the fundamentals that you would want to do for defense. Mm-hmm. And Buchecha is a top level. He's like a fucking elite grappler. Like there's levels, man. Yeah. Even like, like if Hodger Gracie hadn't beaten him in 2017, Buchecha would be like, people would be like, that's the most talented, you know, accomplished jujitsu guy. But they're like, no, Hodger Gracie, he literally like fundamentals. He beat him with fundamentals mm-hmm. and Buchecha lost because he was lacking on his fundamentals. It's crazy to hear that at that level. It's like, no, it's crazy. It's crazy to hear that. So yeah, man, I think, well, cause I like, I'm liking this positional sparring that we've been doing yeah. and, and starting these, uh, you know, uncomfortable positions. Like, I think that's going to help my game long-term, you know, it helps everyone else too. So, well, cool, man. All right. So what's the topic today? The topic Matt? today. Okay. So, when we sat down to record our very first episode, it was going to be on the Havamal. And we had like a specific topic we were going to talk about. Let's just say, look, the it went off the rails and, you know, we didn't end up using any of the audio because it just wasn't it just wasn't it. 
it was, we call that a practice session. Yeah. So, um, I want to come back to the Hava Mall. Let's do it, man. And talk about the Hava Mall and maybe some of the wisdom it can impart, even though, um, geez, you know, estimates of when this was written, certainly, I mean, 400 AD, maybe earlier, but, but everything in the Hava Mall, I think is, is very relevant because it's got like those, you ever, you ever heard of evergreen content? I can understand like what journal- the idea. So like yeah. evergreen is timeless stuff. Like ever, like say you're writing articles and they're like, you need to write an evergreen article. So then you're like, okay, top 10 tips for hiking. That's an evergreen it's article. Always apply. Exactly. And I think a lot of the wisdom in the Hava Mall is evergreen content because it doesn't speak to anything specific. It doesn't speak to time periods. It speaks to, I think, like the human condition. Um, it speaks to our vices, right? It speaks to, because it talks a lot about abstaining from alcohol. A lot of the wisdom is about abstaining from not just alcohol, but things that will like slow our mind down uh, and things like that. And it's really funny because we look at our society today and like what's happening, like people are getting big getting fat I, I feel like cognitively we're like we're not I don't think we're like dumber but I just think we're so distracted that uh, we're like forgetting things we're our tensions getting worse and so here's here's my theory for that okay so in the time of the Hava Mall I don't think you had an option to be lazy <laughs> or not like be right. on like right. like on point ready to go because at any point in time their life could be in jeopardy. Yeah. And you know, you could say that for our time period, but sure. I mean we uh you know go and order uh our food from Amazon or anything well, delivered to our thing. front door, like we don't I, need to do anything. I think that their society struggled with the same things ours did. I mean, I guess the only thing that's changing is technology, but like I think that's why things like the Hava Mall or uh, the Bhagavad Gita or Sun Tzu or uh, Laos, you know, any of these these like ancient philosophies that we use, you know, all the time, they're timeless. They're they're evergreen content because they're speaking on the human condition. They're they're talking about the things that we will probably always have to struggle with excess greed lust you know uh because it even talks about like coveting another guy's like basically about um cheating on another you know like a friend's wife and bad friendships so it covers all these really cool topics so i figured we could kind of uh dive into what the havamal is and uh there's some we'll read some of the stanzas and uh you know just maybe uh stretch them out a bit, talk about them and um, see how they can apply to, I don't know, maybe what we're dealing with today. Do you, have you ever, do you ever, have you read the Havamal? Do you, do you know? Uh, I've read some excerpts with, uh, with you or, you know, of course on the episode you mentioned and yeah. uh, I've heard a few of them. Yeah. So, um, okay. So everyone listening, I'm going to be referencing, um, it's called the Wanderers Havamal written by uh, Dr. Jackson Crawford. And if you don't know who John, uh, Jackson Crawford is, he is probably right now, he's like, I'd say he's the world's leading expert on Old Norse anything. I think he advised on um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That is fucking sweet. And I think he also advised on the God of War. Um, Ragnarok. Yes. The newest one. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I want to say he he was involved with both of those. So he he's 
very he's like very academic about his approach to Norse um, mythology, and that's I think that's why I like him. He's not he doesn't <laughs> he calls them basement wizards, right? Like I don't know the like I don't want to fucking down people for the things they like to do, but I I think uh, I think Viking culture is becoming very like cartoonish like it's uh, it's it's getting cringy man <laughs> like you know i don't, we don't have to dive too deep into that but i think a lot of people will know what i'm talking about but it's just gotten it's gotten like weirdly commercial and it's like yeah i'm a viking and it's like ah oh, shut the fuck up dude when shit gets mainstream man this is what fucking happens <laughs> everything gets ruined dude. Uh, yeah when it goes mainstream you might as well just abandon ship because it's gonna suck that's why i like death metal it will never be mainstream. <laughs> Metal, <laughs> thankfully, will never be mainstream. People are like, well, what about Slipknot? That's not the kind of Slipknot's like. I don't. I don't. I. I they're okay. I, I mean, like Slipknot. I don't yeah. mind Slipknot. I mean, that's not my go-to, but I'd, I'd say they're like. Uh, I'd say they're more like really hard rock with bits and pieces of metal thrown in there, like kind of harsh vocals sometimes. You know, he can toss from screen. He can, but so can James Hetfield, you know, Metallica. So yeah. it's like. That's pretty much it. That's it. That's Metallica, bro. Like, sweet guitar. Yeah. He plays a baritone guitar. You know? No shit. Yeah. I've seen him live. I didn't even notice baritone. that. Baritone. Retarded. I don't know if he does it all the time, but he a lot of times he uses a baritone because it's in the shape of a. I don't know. Is that an explorer style? That's got that like. Oh, it's like it's like the offset flying V kind of thing. Right. It's not yeah. a flying V, but, but I, I think that's yeah. the explorer. I think that's what they call those. I actually have one body in that body shape. It's oh, really nice. fucking an LTD. It's fucking awesome. Look for everyone listening. I do play guitar. It's been a while, but so like yeah, I'm we're, surprised. We're, I even... we're both we're both probably pretty yeah. ass. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> All right. So, the Havamal. Um, I'm going to read a little excerpt. This is basically explaining what the Havamal is. So um, Havamal is an old, okay, again, this is from uh, Jackson Crawford's uh, translation um, called The Wanderer's Havamal. Uh, So the Havamal is an old Norse poem attributed to the god Odin himself and preserved together with other poems about the Norse gods and heroes in a collection called the Poetic Edda, written down in Iceland, around 1270. Uh, Linguistic evidence, as well as the pagan contents of the poem, suggests that it was composed orally at a much earlier time, probably in the 900s, in Norway. The title Havamal may be translated as words of the high one or potentially words of the one-eyed, either one a reference to its authorship by Odin. Havamal is uh, largely made up of stanzas that use pitchy, concrete language to encourage wise and practical living, but also contains the only extant account of Odin's mysterious sacrifice of himself to himself, as well as his account of his magical capabilities. So I want to like highlight the part here that says um, con- it uses pitchy, concrete language to encourage wise and practical living, which that's literally what this is about it's like it's like the viking version of proverbs right is 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 uh the havamal and i'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna pick i think a random stanza 
And we're going to kind of, we'll, we'll, let's see what we got here. Um, we'll fucking break it down, man. Yeah, man. Dissect Odin's wisdom. Here we go. So this is stanza five. And uh, so this one's touching on wisdom. And uh, I think, I think that's something, I think maybe the world's kind of lacking right now. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so this is what it says. A man needs wisdom if he plans to wander widely. Life is easier at home. He'll be laughed at if he sits among the wise and has nothing to say. Hmm. It's pretty good. Now, from my experience, I think of all the things I've done in my life, of going to school, you know, getting my master's right, right. now, I think the best education I had was getting to travel kind of all over the world in the military. You know, it was like... We grow up, you know, Americans, we grow up in this country, right? And we get this uh, very narrow view of the world. And I remember, I think it was like one of the first middle, I don't know if it was like Dubai or Qatar, 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 there's different ways, I guess people announce it. But I, I just remember visiting like, and then not even countries like that, but like being in Africa and in Afghanistan and just where we're at now. Djibouti. Djibouti, Africa. Yep. The joke continues. Okay, you know, it's funny because today I posted uh, on Instagram, I posted a thing about because we did a we did a water course. So we did a land and water course. Yeah. And with the Foreign Legion. And so today I actually I had a really good picture of the course. I seen that. Yeah. Was that you in the from. water? No, no, it was, it was the all the instructors setting it up. Oh my like, god, they're getting it all. Yeah, they would have fuck, dude. It sucked, bro. We're gonna diverge for a minute, but because this kind of goes to the wisdom and and all that stuff. So it's out in the fucking ocean, <laughs> and it was the the current was very strong because they gotta like boat this thing out. You know these 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 uh these uh obstacles are floating on barrels. So we're in our camis and they take us out on this little dinghy boat and we jump in and bro, I remember jumping in and I was like, it sucked because your camis suck to you. They like, they suction to your body mm -hmm. and then you're in the ocean and there's sharks and shit and we're right off the coast of Africa, man. It's like, and, and, uh, not only that, but as we are like, you're navigating the obstacles, these, there's instructors that are in the water and they will pull, they pull you under. And they'll, like, drag you down a little bit. <laughs> Just to fuck with you. Yeah, man. Jesus. And, like, yeah, dude. So, you, it was challenging. And I'm not the greatest swimmer, but I'm not a terrible swimmer. Yeah. And I, it was hard because you had to tread water, too. Like, they would make you tread water for X How long? I forget, but it was long enough to be like, all right, can we just fucking go and do this already? Because that tires you out. And then you have to pull yourself up out of the water, which is very fucking hard. I'm sure you, those get heavy. When you're waterlogged and, like, you're... It's like the... It's like you're being sucked into concrete. You know, you're trying to pull yourself up on rope and stuff, and it's all wet. But, uh... Yeah, so that was, um... That was an intense experience. But I, I, that whole time, I was getting to experience the way other people lived. And it just, it, like, made me more appreciative. I can't, I can definitely imagine. Dude. I was like, and that's why so many veterans, I think, uh, I think that's why so many vets um, will come home, especially, like, combat vets, they come home, and 
really like understand what it is we have versus what other people don't have. And like a lot of vets get frustrated with people, civilians who maybe have, haven't had that experience. And like, we see the shit they're complaining about. And so suddenly we're like, man, if you only knew how good you had it to be able to be upset over something like that. Yeah. Fucking up your Starbucks drink is like the least of your concerns. <laughs> well, not, I'm, I mean, even politically, even yeah. with like the LGBT move, like uh, there are countries that would never let that happen. You would get stoned to fucking death yes. for saying this shit. And, and, and just all kinds of stuff. Like even, you know, I said, I've said this over, like even the homeless in this country are better off than m like most of the people in Haiti or Africa. Like, you know, at least the homeless people here, they can go dumpster dive and they're still getting food. They're getting handouts. They're getting government programs. Getting liquor. Get, instead, get, of, instead of the mud puddle. Yeah. What, what's the, what is the drug they're substituting for the, the meth, uh, methadone? Got their that, methadone that's clinics. That's supposed to help. Yeah, that's supposed to help them get them off of it. No, yeah, it just hooks them on it. Yeah, think. Another, yeah, another drug. And to speak on that, because I am obviously from uh, here and uh, I've never really lived in any other place but here but i definitely see others around me i'm sure i'm missing some of myself but i see how like these people who actually never leave and never see anything yeah. like how how do you understand anything about the outer world if so you you're right i don't mean to interrupt but you said something before we started about being able to pick a story that i told i was telling him a story before we started recording uh just something i did when i was younger and uh, that goes back to what this is saying, because, it, you know, you'll be he'll be laughed at if he sits among the wise and has nothing to say. Right. So basically, you know, with that wandering wisdom, you know, you, you, you suddenly you accumulate all these stories, you know, because like right now I could I could sit down and fill hours worth of stories just on me living on the road. Like my time living on the road, the people I met, the places I went to, the things I got to see, like things I haven't written or talked to anyone about, like, you know, working at the mall. Like I got yeah. all kinds, I got tons of stories that are like, they're crazy like that. And then military. And then I, I think what it does is like, I think when you have that, that want, I, I think wanderer's knowledge is a pretty good, uh, term because you can tell when someone's been to a lot of places because they're like telling all these stories right and, they, mm -hmm. and it's like it's very engaging and it's helped me over the years especially because I've moved around so much even growing up I, I went to three different grade schools three different high schools Why like you move so much um well military and yeah. then my I don't know my parents were restless <laughs> yeah uh, you know I'll blame I mean obviously they just Kept, I don't know, we just kept moving. But, uh, but now, you know, I can look back and I've got all, I can, I can, even now I can plug myself into somewhere and having the experiences I've, I've had has like allowed me to connect with people, like all kinds of people. Like I go to jujitsu and I can connect with everyone because I've had like kind of all these multifaceted experiences that someone there is going to be into you know, whether it's comics or, 
guitar or or any of these other things. I mean, things. you kind of just fit the the vibe of, yeah. of jiu-jitsu. You kind of naturally fit yeah, all yeah. I mean, like, now, I mean, now I am. Now my cauliflower ears. So I got like the hippie marine yeah, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, like you literally fucking... fit like the hippie, like the hardcore <laughs> combat people, the combat people. Like, uh, yeah, you kind of fit the whole. So I think there's a lot to be said about that because, you know, a lot of people, nowadays, a lot of people have a lot to say. And I, I think that like they don't back it with any wisdom right it's it's easy like when you look at what people are saying about like our country you know the united states like yeah. oh it's terrible America we're the worst sucks. you know we don't deserve and it's like it's super easy to say when you have every luxury that the rest of the world wish they could have yeah uh, you know it's one of those things and i think i don't know, i think people that wander around i think they appreciate what i mean is it perfect like no dude of course it's Fuck not no no it's like and i'm sure there's you know other countries that do some things better yeah something. i mean that's I mean, obviously like it's yeah. the case but you know you can't just say like this is not fucking haiti this is not like holy shit dude you you live within a stone's throw of a right. grocery store yes you might get a you know a good check in the mail every month you know like you can fucking survive here you know well and then like here's another one right so uh the bit the first portion of the hava mall like these first geez i'd say almost uh 20 at least first 20 stanzas deals with wisdom in some way um and traveling like here's stanza 10 he said you know it states a traveler cannot bring a better burden on the road than plenty of wisdom it will provide better than money in an unfamiliar place wisdom is the comfort of the poor Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, like, okay, here's an interesting story. So I was on the road, and uh, I, where was I at? Deming, New Mexico, which is, like, 30 miles north of the Mexico border. So... They made it right on the border, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was down there. Um, so I was... Las, I went... I was driving through Las Cruces, New Mexico, and it just so happened that 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 same time a state trooper had gotten shot and killed on the highway. So like they started shutting down everything. Right. And I'm, I finally get back on the highway. I think that's 70. I got on 70 East or West get on the highway, get down to Deming and like traffic is backed up for like 10 miles, literally 10 miles. So I'm like trying to find an alternate route. I get off the road. Well, my fucking RV breaks down. Oh, shit. Breaks down, dude. And like it was, it was my alternator. And I was like, fuck, dude. So I'm trying to get things situated, you know, because I'm living on the road. I got to I got to I got to figure out how to get the fuck off the road and find a place to stay and then find a mechanic. Like, I'd, so I had a bunch of shit. I had That's to a do. fucking nightmare right there, dude. Yeah. So I finally get a tow. It's like 10 at night. So I was there, I don't know, probably five hours on the side of this road. Tow truck comes. Well, the guy's a Marine. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, man. So we hit it off right off the bat. And like, so it's funny, you read this right. So, this wisdom when you're in an unfamiliar place. So, I had already been in shitty situations anyway. So, I mean, it sucked, but I was like, whatever, dude, I'll, I'll be fine. So, I get to a truck stop. They, you know, they, I was able to charge my battery enough that I could, uh, I could then drive the 20 miles into town to get to the truck stops. Cause I was going to sleep the night in the parking lot. Mm. So I did that. Um, uh, woke up the next morning, got the RV to the mechanic. And so like, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And it looked like it was looking like that 
I was probably gonna be there for a few days. So again, it just so happened because I like to talk and I'm like talking about all kinds of shit in the shop. This guy comes in who he's not an employee of the shop, but he's like friends with the owner. Okay. Well, he was in the Navy, <laughs> retired from the fucking Navy. So yeah. me and him start talking, fucking hit it up right off the bat. All the same interests with all kinds of like talking about deployments and come to find out I had to stay. So, well, he's like, dude, I've got an RV pad. He's like, you can fucking crash on it for as long as you need. And in this unfamiliar place, man, because I was able to connect with all these strangers through the experiences I had and all the, the places I'd been. And because I was able to be engaging, it sounds weird, but I feel like people will help people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, dude, this guy's really cool, man. Like, I really want to help him. Like, I want to like, and, I, and I'm not like meeting me. I'm just saying like that person who's like, dude, this guy's really interesting. Like, I'm going to help. I want to help this guy out. He's really cool. Like, he seems like a cool guy. So like I, this guy's name was Eric. So yeah, dude, for two days, he let me, I, I was, I crashed his place. You, I mean, fucking awesome. Like mm-hmm. didn't charge me anything. And then I finally got it fixed. I was on the road and that was that it was like, it, it, it turned in us like, I'd say what this stanza is saying, right? A traveler can't bring a better burden on their own, the wisdom. Like that was a situation where all the accumulated experiences I had up to that point came in really handy. Cause I, I could, yeah, they did. yeah, dude, I could, I could reach, I could connect with the guy who owned the shop. Um, you know, because a lot of people were just intrigued that I was living on the road to begin with, you know, just, it was just me and my dogs. And I think people were intrigued by that just by itself. But then on top of that, I was very personable. I'm like, and then like, I'm, I don't hold anything back. I will reveal my darkest secrets to a stranger because like that shit doesn't own me. You know what I mean? Like that shit's not me. If you fucking put it out there, what do they got? You know? Exactly. So it's like, and I think people will pick up on that. Like, whoa, dude, this guy's really, really honest. <laughs> like he's telling all these stories and like, okay, cool. So I think, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I, as weird as it sounds, it seems like, and correct me, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm getting older. I just feel that with like the rise of social media, I think less and less people are, are trying to go out and get these experiences. They're just they're kind of living through a screen and they're allowing that to inform their view of the world, which is going to be very narrow, right? I mean... Fucking toxic and narrow, yeah. Well, I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, think about like... It's it's an algorithm. It's just going to like feed you what you're mindlessly clicking. Yep. And so suddenly now we have a we have a whole generation of people who are literally only informed by social media. I think they I don't know what the statistics are, but I think someone was saying that something that like almost a, a good majority of people just get their news from social media. And it's like, that's, I, I seen it on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That's terrifying. When you think about it, that's terrifying, oh, dude. God. Like. We now see how easy it is to manipulate everything. Now you got AI and like, um, did you see, <laughs> did you see the, uh, so they took, I guess like back when Dylan Mulvaney, you know, Dylan Mulvaney, the Bud Light fiasco, the, oh, the, the rebranding trans woman, you know, the, the, that controversy. They rebranded Dylan, the Bud Light cans, right? And, uh, they did an overlay of Obama on, um, I don't, Dylan Mulvaney, 
and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because it was Obama talking and moving like like that. So it was really funny. But that's just the point is is people are are getting their worldviews through a fucking screen, and that doesn't work. Like that's why it be, that's why it becomes so easy for people to be judging and. Uh, it's like everybody wants to be angry now because they're never getting the full story. Like there's no wisdom to be found through these screens at all. It's like, you got to have these actual varieties of experiences to, I think like accumulate that wisdom. Cause what kind of wisdom are you accumulating through social media? Extremely biased. Uh, if you can remember it. Yeah. Like think, I mean, how think much of, do you dump out like a shit? Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Um, so again, it's like the Havamal just, it goes into this, this evergreen mindset where I, I don't think there's ever a time where wisdom isn't helpful. I mean, that's, um, it would be nice to think that wisdom always comes with age, but I think we, we can see like some of these people running our country, you know are very wise and see here's another one this is stanza 18 only a man who is wide traveled and has wandered for uh and has wandered far can know something about how other men think such a man is wise so again that's just another um take on just the 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 value of wisdom and not just with because odin was like he was a, a god of thieves and travelers like that was like because he you know Odin was the wanderer, you know, he just mm -hmm. wandered around and accumulated knowledge. So it's like, it makes complete sense that, um, this first part of the Havamal is basically all about, um, you know, wisdom. But so here is, uh, we talked about like our vices. Oh yeah. So this is funny. This is stanza 20. Um, and it says a gluttonous man, unless he watches himself will eat to his own detriment. Wise men will often ridicule a fool on account of his belly. Let's think about this. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. This was written, or not written, but this was, like I said, go, this goes back a ways. Like, a thousand years, a thousand plus. Right? Easily. Mm. So, even in this passage, they are talking about the detriment of being overweight. Even in this culture... That is over a thousand years old. They understood that being, well, having a huge belly, that was the mark of a fool. And that's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. so, so think about it. Like, we're supposed to be a more advanced civilization, right? We're supposed to be a more advanced society. Our medicine is supposed to be more advanced. But yet, I, I, it's like obesity is at all time high. Uh, complacency, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not laziness, but uh, I just people aren't moving around. Sedentary, that's what I'm looking I'm, for. I'm sorry, sedentary. I don't know, I'd say laziness is at all-time high, man. I think okay. I think it'd be enough. safe to say. Yeah. Um, well, but here's the problem with that. Here's why it's because when you say lazy, people will, will respond with, well, it's not lazy, you know, it, they'll, it's always like mental health, right? Like that's the mental health is like the new fucking thing to blame everything on. It's like crutch. Yes. This is the new crutch. It's like, Oh, I've got ADHD or I got this. And it's like, I'm no, you just, you don't have discipline. <laughs> like you can call it whatever the fuck you want. You just don't have discipline. Cause like, I got that shit too. 
all right, I got PTSD and I'm dying. Like, did rehab. But I don't blame any of my shortcomings on any of that. None of it. I it's never will. Your responsibility, man. That's exactly. Good, yeah. It's like I'm ultimately still responsible, man. I don't, and, and I'll be goddamned if I give that away to some fucking acronym, you know, some yeah. three-letter, four-letter word. It's like the fuck out of here. So I just think it's... And it shows you that they, I think they obviously valued some kind of fitness as well. I mean, like you said, like back in that period, especially the classical Viking age. that you There know, was no fat berserkers, man. No. How could there be? No. You know, they, they, they didn't have, but obviously the glutton, gluttony was a thing because yeah. it's being written about. But again, here's the other thing. This was written in the 1200s by a Christian. So how much of this is truly authentic to that pre-Christian mindset, who knows, but I'm mm -hmm. willing to, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and mm -hmm. say that there's a lot of, uh, that they, they dealt with these things and it was probably, I mean, obviously if, if, if he's pointing out the fact that, you know, a fool has a big belly, man, that's fucking, that's reaching across the ages to yeah. us and being like, you know, <laughs> poking us in the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Fucking. yeah. And it's really interesting because, um, I, I I can never overstate the importance of, I mean, we talk about health and fitness, obviously, all the time, mm, and yeah. we're both into it, and so much of my social media is based on that. So even, you know, in the Hava Mall here, he, it's talking about the, the wanting to avoid that, you know? Because um, let me see, I think it, it goes on... So the, the next stands immediately, and it's, it's funny because remember the Hava Mall is very tongue-in-cheek. It's like... Dry humor, I would say, because this is the next stanza immediate, immediately following that one. Even cows know when they should go home and leave behind the fields. But an unwise man does not know the measure of his own appetite. So, he's, so basically, Odin is saying that, look, even cows stop eating, right? Where a fucking only a fool. They've got like four stomachs and they still know when to fucking stop. Right. Even a, a fool of a man will just eat and eat and eat and eat and like think about buffets dude bro like Fucking. the people that eat at buffets should not be eating at buffets <laughs> like the very people who who should be avoiding those are the ones that are just piling on their well, plates fuck if i'm gonna go to golden corral i want my money's worth man like fuck well Okay, every now and then I'll, I'll hit up a buffet. I'll hit up like a Chinese buffet. Dude, Chinese buffet is yeah. fucking hard, man. But it's funny because I always feel so out. Like, cause like, look, man, there's like a lot of healthy people that are not really eating there. I totally don't give a fuck. I just I cheat, you know. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get you some. I'm getting me like 18 crab rangoons. Fuck <laughs> yes, dude. That's, like my, that's my signature. It's my last thing. I'm always getting yeah. a few crab rangoons. But but you better believe I I paid for that, and I you know what I mean, like. I earn that. This man burns fucking calories yes, right here. Yes, I earn that shit. So you'll never see that happening. It's just, you know, my whole life, dude, like, when, well, not my whole life. When I was younger, I don't, a lot of people didn't understand uh, my, I don't know if it's obsession is the right word, but I, I, a lot of people I don't think really. Uh, Fixation. Well, I don't know. They didn't understand why I was so dedicated to health and fitness. Like, cause I, I took to it and like, I got really serious about it. I got 
I've lightened up drastically over the years because like you can only maintain that kind of discipline for so long before you're like, okay, look, I, I got to like lighten up a little bit or else I'll fail yeah. because it just gets almost too monk like, but like now I'm 41 and, and look, I'm not, I hurt, you know, I have pains and I have aches. Um, not every day is a great day, but when I compare myself to the average 41 year old, I'm like fucking Michael Jordan. I mean, li- I mean, I might as well be, you yeah. know, compared to the average 40 something because they're just horribly out of shape. And I'm still able to do a lot of really good stuff even now. And I attribute that attribute that to kind of take into health and fitness at a young age mm-hmm. and and sticking with it. And uh, so there, I guess there's there's wisdom. There's wisdom in that. And I think that's what I like about this Havamal. Well, I think the self-discipline it takes to take care of yourself is going to translate to a lot of other portions of your life. Absolutely. I'm not trying to be like Jordan yes. Peterson, but, you no, know, you're right. cleaning your room, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. Like it, it translates. Yes. Man. And it sounds stupid, like clean your room. But here's the point of that. You have to start somewhere. And and that is the like the essence of his message. It's like, you OK, you want to make these big life changes, but like you can't you can't like do a major thing right off the bat. You got to start with little things first. It's got to be incremental. Mm-hmm. It's like when we start jujitsu, we're not, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, man. We're not throwing flying triangles. No, anything. not at all. You know, we're getting smashed or tap, whatever's tapped and getting submitted, but it's a process. You got to start, you got to show up every day. And like, that's, you're making your bed. And so that's the whole point of that. And, uh, I don't know. I think, I think taking a fitness, at a young age helped, like you said, and it carried into a lot of other parts uh, of my life. And I'm probably yours as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, oh, here's <laughs> there's a lot of funny ones in here. And like there, a lot of them are kind of harsh. But like this is so this is stanza 22. It says uh, a stupid man <laughs> and an undisciplined one laughs at everything. He hasn't learned a lesson that would do him good. He himself isn't flawless. I don't know. I, I, you know what I take away from this is that, uh, like, this seems like a, a self-control thing. You know, like, some people can't control themselves and just laugh at everything mm-hmm. without really understanding what they're laughing at, you know. And clearly, you know, because it ends with he himself isn't flawless. So, like, this person's probably always pointing out the, you know, like. They're hypocritical. They're pointing yes, and laughing at others. Absolutely. Not looking in the fucking mirror. And I think everyone knows a person like that. If you can't, if you can't like acknowledge your own shortcomings, like, come on, man, you gotta be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. So like I said, I, 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 I'll, I'll, when I meet a stranger, I'll like put all, I'll put all my cards out there. And I think it's, it's like I said, cause like that doesn't, you know, that doesn't own me. I'm aware of my flaws, like, and I will admit them. Cause like, as long as I can admit them, I'm always aware of them and I can always work on them. Like, yeah. And it's not going to be perfect. That's not always going to work out, but you know, as long as that intention stays there, like it will, I mean, that is something that, you know, get, you know, get worked through. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting one. Cause like if, if you were to break this down into major categories, I guess, like we said, you'd have one that, that talks on wisdom, right? Types of wisdom, um, talks about gluttony and, and abstaining from doing too much. 
because um, I'm still we're at stanza 25 and it's still talking about kind of like wisdom and and things of that nature um and then and then Odin was not kind to women at all <laughs> like he's got a very very hot take on <laughs> if, if it were up to Odin that you just would never trust a woman and yeah never give her money or anything <laughs> so, yeah he's pretty harsh damn Odin yeah all right let's see here um all right so this is stanza 30 and uh, it says no one should ridicule anyone else even if he comes visiting Many a man seems wise if he is never questioned and he gets to brood with dry skin. It's an interesting one. It is interesting. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to process that one. Well, yeah, I guess the what I would take from it is uh, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of what it boils down to, I suppose. Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of these boil down to. A lot of these are like that. Because then, look, this is the next one preceding it. A man may seem wise if he pokes fun at another. Mm -hmm. And uh, and a man may seem wise if he pokes fun at another and disdains a fellow guest. But the man who talks behind another man's back knows little, even if he laughs with men. Damn. It's like I said to my face, motherfucker. That's, yeah. that's kind of where that one's going. Yeah. Yeah. To respect it. You know? Little kernels of wisdom, man. This yeah. The Havamal, it's like... Again, it's timeless, mm -hmm. right? And humans will always have, we're going to always have relationships with each other. They're always going to be um, messy, you know, oh, as yeah. long as Neuralink isn't involved. But I guess, I guess that might, that might change a whole lot for us. That shit goes through, man. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get to, this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, Maybe one day we'll do the podcast just using our minds. We don't have to talk at all. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys get it? <laughs> it's pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, stanza 35. You should keep moving. You should never be a guest forever at any one place. Your welcome will wear out if you stay too long beneath another's roof. Very, very good. Yeah. I think this can apply to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, it cannot just apply to literally like hanging out at someone's place, but I think this can apply to things like um, maybe you're, I don't know, maybe you have some kind of goal set and it's just not working. Yeah. Right. Don't stick with it for too long because it's just, you're going to get burned out and then you're just going to quit. Right. You got to learn to maybe, uh, about face or pivot or try a different angle. But it's funny because, um, you know, I bought this, I bought this literally just before I hit the road, I bought it so I could read it on the road. Mm -hmm. And when I came across this one, this one was like near and dear to me because, I visited a lot of people on the road, but, and I knew I, I just, I didn't want to invade their life. I didn't want to be there too long. So like, I always slept in my RV, like I had my own room, even though everyone's like, no, no, no. Like we have a bedroom. Like just, I'm, I'm good, man. Like I got my space. You, you just want to visit a little bit. You got yeah. your space. I don't have to be up your ass and get, you get annoyed with me. Yeah. And so like that was, I always had that in my mind when I'd visit people because like I had people come stay at my place, at my old place. And, you know, we had some situations where people stayed too long and suddenly it's like, all right, look, man. Yeah, uh, yeah get the fuck out. Yeah, like, it was That's such a cool. hard situation. I know. 
It so is, especially awkward. if you're friends or, but look, dude, I, I think you, I want to say John Donaher and uh, Lex Friedman were having this conversation because mm-hmm. they were talking about immortality and whether or not you'd actually want to be an immortal. And I think they were right in that the beauty of life, the beauty of experiences, the beauty of friendships, relationships are that they will come to an end. And like, it sounds kind of weird and counterintuitive to think that that's what makes life beautiful. But if we knew that that would always be there, would we really appreciate it? No, probably not. Right. It's like, even now, even though we know things are finite, we know our life is finite. We take shit for granted. Like, All the time. yeah, man, especially relationships. Like, um, it's really easy to take like your partner or whatever, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's easy to take that person for granted if they're always there for you. And they're like, and you don't appreciate that. You know, right. I think that that's, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going. Where was I going with that? Well, anyway. we were talking about staying under other people's roots. Yes. Um, and actually, I think our very first episode, the one we uh, we totally scrapped, I think I told the story. And if you don't care, I'll just tell it Dude, again. Dude, let's hear it, man. Okay. So um, when I was in uh, high school playing basketball everything else, uh, we had a, uh, a younger guy on the team uh, who was maybe, he may have been like a, a couple, two or three years younger than me. Big fucking guy, man. Tall, like six, seven. Like Jesus. Big kid. Yeah, really tall kid. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I didn't know anything that much about him at the time, but, you know, like I'd been around him, just shot the shit, you know, nothing big. And he approached me after practice one day and was like, hey, man, like, look, um, I really, like, can't go home right now. Like, I, I'd, I really would need somewhere to stay for a night. Like, is there any chance I could just ride home with you and stay for a night, and then uh, maybe I can go home tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, at the time I was like, I'm going to call my mom and see if this is cool, you know, because I really don't fucking know this kid very mm-hmm. well. And, uh, yeah, so called mom, was totally cool with it. And uh, this this situation, obviously, you see where this is going. It didn't, it I didn't think stand so. with I one think night. I know yeah. this is going. Yeah, so night two rolled around. And, you know, this is, it's, it's fine, man. It's in the beginning, you know, like, look, I, I've been an only child my whole life, so I didn't right. have any brothers or anything. You know, so I'm, I'm used to having my own space. Sure. But it's cool. You know, like I had them over, man. We'd play, like, throw down some Xbox. You know, we'd chill out. Maybe, like, day three or four, I remember I walked down to the bathroom, and I seen my mom was getting him his own personal toothbrush head for my electric toothbrush. <laughs> oh, no. And it was at this point I knew I'd fucked up, right? So uh. so this turned in from, like, a, like a, a maybe, like, supposed to be a one-day thing. And this guy stayed with us for about three or four months. Oh, my so, God. Now, let me, let me, let me oh, take shit. this. So, obviously, you're going to get annoyed with someone if they lived with you for that long. That's just part of life, right? So, I acknowledge that. But the other part with this, this kid, man, he was very fucking lazy. Mm. That was the bad part, man. Yeah. Is he, like, he didn't want to help with anything around the house. Me and my dad farmed at the time. He did not want to do anything. <laughs> Uh, uh, he would take he would take clothes out of my closet and wear them. Uh, oh no, yeah, nah, dude, I mean, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, me and him, get we definitely we, we started clashing, but you know, like his his home life was really really poor. Yeah. Like he, I mean, they his poor fucking family, they literally like stayed in yeah, tent but... for like a, a part of a summer. Mm. Like I mean, like I, I get it, you know, but he also had siblings at home that he just kind of abandoned. And it turns out he'd been house hopping quite a bit in the area. 
And man, I felt bad. And we finally got something worked out with his grandparents who would take much better care of him and got him out. But I'll never forget just that, 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 that shifting feeling of like, you know, this is okay, I guess. And then realizing this fucking guy is not going to leave. And he went so far past his welcome that all of us were just kind of ready for it to yeah. be over. You know, I'm glad he's, he's doing better now, I think. Good. And it's good for him. Yeah. I'm glad good. he's gotten a better situation. But yeah. Jesus Christ, man, like that was. I mean, you know, it sucks because I think that's what keeps a lot of people from doing good things. Because in my experience, whenever I do something good, it seems like it just. You fucking punished for it. Yeah. It, or, yeah, or just not worth it. And you're like, it just becomes, especially if like you help someone and then like law enforcement, like then that just, you're like, I wish I just never would have gotten involved. Cause then it turns in, cause the justice system is a fucking circus and not, it's just like, no, I will, I'm not, I didn't see anything. So I'm not, I'm a witness to nothing. I said, I, and that sucks. It sucks to be that way. But I mean, whenever you try to help, you get taken advantage of That's so. Yeah. Yeah. It, yes. It sucks. And we shouldn't look at it that way, but like, I mean, that's just the way it is sometimes. Yep. You know, but I think, uh, I don't know, this was one of those stanzas that for me, it, it meant a lot more than just, you know, being somewhere at someone's place for too long. Mm -hmm. But um, it's funny because the one before it, we actually talked about this one before too. So it actually, it kind of connects into that stanza 35. So this is stanza 34. And it says, a, uh, it's a long and crooked walk to a bad friend even if he lives nearby, but it's an easy road to a good friend, no matter how long the journey. And I, I think that ties in well with, you should keep moving, never be, you know, a guest mm -hmm. forever because that guest forever is probably going to be that crooked friend. Who's like, like, what are you doing? Are you getting your life together? Like, are you, do you have a plan? Do you just, are you just going to be a fucking bum and hang out here and like wear my clothes and, like, like, what's going on here, you know? Okay, and just to clarify, I know I made, like, <clears throat> my mother got him all his own shit. Just to, just, to, I, I'm not trying to go back to it, but, like, he literally had all his own clothes. She bought him all that. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It was, Damn, that was, like, very nice. Yeah, my mom's a fucking G, dude. <sighs> that's too bad, because, like, that's just a total lack of respect. I think that's a, but, but, you know, I guess if you don't, you haven't seen what respect is, you know, how the fuck are you going to know? Yep. You just, oh, she's just getting me this stuff. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like, I'd be fucking farming and, like, I'll cut, your, I'll cut the grass. I'll just fucking, no, I'll dude. do some laundry, man. Like, I'll, I'll do my own laundry at minimum. I mean, uh, oh, hell no, dude. She'd ask him to help with the dishes, and he'd run to my room and hide. Uh, God, that sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fucking miserable, man. That really sucks. I don't know. It's one thing to, like, need help and to, like, and, and other people help you and you'd be appreciative and be, you know, gracious. Like, thank you so much. What can I do to help you? But just to be so unappreciative that you can't even like. Yeah. <sighs> but that's how people are, man. I know. And, I, and like, I think it's getting worse. I just, I don't know. Like, it's, it's like, it seems like there's like this value shift going on. And I don't know. It's like, it seems like, you know, I, I don't think. Being decent to each other is such a hard thing to do, but it seems like it's 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 very hard. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like no one no one's wanting to like. Well, so many people capitalize on people being kind. Like it's it's a it's almost a vulnerability yeah. in a way. Yeah, 
So like, uh, it's funny cause the Havamal talks a lot about friendship too. Yeah. Um, like we, we went over that one. Uh, so there's like a lot of, and again, that's why, you know, stuff like this goes across time because again, as long as there's going to be people, there's going to be relationships and they're going to be bad relationships. You know, you're going to have bad friends. You're going to have good friends. You're going to have like, you know, bad, like personal relationships yep. and, and, and you're gonna have good relationships. And it's like, and I guess when I, you know, when you read this, it's like, it's a guide on what kind of what to look for, um, and kind of how to deal with it. And even though this is over a thousand years old, close to it, again, it's applicable to, I don't know, man, it's applicable to where we're at now. It's applicable to our relationships today. Which is why I think it's like all of it's like really relevant, you know, friendships. Because mm-hmm. um, like, uh, let me see, like stanza 41 says, friends should provide their friends with weapons and clothing. This kind of generosity shows generous mutual living is the key to lifelong friendship. So basically, you can even take away like giving your friends a weapon and clothing and just replace it with give them support. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that where um, I think a lot of a lot of people have friends who uh, shit on their dreams who are like dude I really want to do this and they're like really do you really like I don't know if you you know like they fucking down them instead of being you know even if it's crazy you know you can be positive and still be like dude that sounds super cool I mean have you thought about it like like, do, do, like, like how would you go about doing right, it? Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, there's ways you can be where, like, I just think a lot of friends, um, they, they, I don't know, friends think they're being good friends when they do shit like that, but there's definitely tactful ways, you know. And then there's friends that they're just, they suck. They, they just don't they want just, you to succeed. They bring you down Talk to their level. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, like, when I read this, it's funny. Friendship provide their friends with weapons and clothing. Like, again, we can, you know, it can be a literal. I'm sure it was literal in that day. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, my brother, my bro gave me like a fucking shirt and a sword, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. pretty cool. I'm, I, now I got to get him some, get him an axe. Do you notice how it says like, give them a weapon, but don't like, you're not hunting for them. You know what I'm no, saying? Right, like, yeah. right. So it's like, well, and it's, it's, they're talking about a mutual, a mutual thing. So right. like that, it's like the health of a friendship comes from mutual giving. Right. And it doesn't have to be material items. It's just, uh, talking to each other, like bouncing ideas off each other, being supportive. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe when that, f- you think that friend is like fucking up, you just don't, you know, I mean, be, be tactful about it. Like, dude, I'm worried, man. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm supporting you, but I just, maybe, you know, maybe, like, maybe you should be a little bit less retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should be less of a fucking idiot, which is fine. Yeah. You know? Like, Hey man, like, if people heard how we talk to each other, like when we were in the Marine Corps, you guys are friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, even at jujitsu, sometimes it's like, yeah, dude, like it's, it's how we talk. <laughs> it's a sign of kinship. Yeah. It's literally you know, like, like friendship. It's like when you can, so this is kind of unrelated, but there's funny because there's certain jujitsu moves like the muffler. Yeah. That. I was I've watched so many videos and everyone is like, look, if you're gonna do this, do it to your friends. Yeah. Like, do it to people that you know are. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I, I told out. you it was like two weeks ago. Tommy did it to me. 
he was like, I was just testing you, man. He was like, I was putting you, I was like, I know. <laughs> Fucking right over my mouth. It's like, um, fuck. It was all good though. Because he taught shell, us. I like get Shane doing shit like this. Like, yeah. All you got to do is open your mouth. <laughs> it's like, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Just open your mouth. The first day. Tommy's not going to be yeah. doing that to anybody, no. bro. Like, no, you know. no, 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 no. It was, yeah. it was, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's funny because it's like, uh, but that's that mutual friendship. It's, it's, there's that give and take, even, even in that, as weird as it sounds. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, man, that's just the basis of all relationships is, is a give and take. Just really, I got to touch on this because it cracks me. Yeah, okay, let's hear it. <laughs> so let's you, hear know, it. you know how we're rolling with Shane, you know, obviously like he like <laughs> yeah. just like, you know, he just absolutely destroys me for the first little bit. I finally knew I was yeah. like getting somewhere with him is when he had me in some sort of like, he had control of my head and neck, I remember. And he was basically just holding me there and I was uncomfortable, but he just like reached his index finger up and went, Around my nose. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? She oh cracked my me. God. He's just like, oh. I don't know if I would have to, if I'd be worried or terrified. Or like, it's what are you so, about to do, bro? It's like, so fucking funny, dude. He just, he'll what are you about to do? He'll get you completely controlled and he'll just fuck with you. Like, like honk your nose. Like, honk. Goddamn Shane. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. He's he's made me better. Exactly. <clears throat> he's made my top game better. Mm-hmm. He's made me more aware of getting swept because he Absolutely. fucking loves the sweep. He is the fucking human bro, dude. Man. Yeah, he's been really good about that. Mm. Um, so yeah, man. So they're touching on friendships, but I, you know, this it's it's just I think relationships in general. Because um, like right after stanza forty two says, um, "Be a friend to your friend and repay each gift with a gift. Re- repay laughter with laughter, but." Repay treachery with treachery. Shit. Okay. <laughs> that went south real fast. I wouldn't fast. Say but, no forgiveness. Well, hey man, it's it's yeah, dude. It's like a tit for tat kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. if they pay you with treachery, then you might as well just. I don't know about that. I mean, well, of- but here's the thing: if a friend fucks you over, I mean, the chances of doing it again are probably pretty good. Especially if there's no repercussions. Exactly. Like, bro, go fuck off, dude. Uh, so I, like, I had a situation, we talked about it, but I'm not going to go into detail, but I had a guy, a guy I served with mm-hmm. at my old place, uh, overstayed his welcome and, um, dad, dude, went, it just went totally South and, um, let's see. Cause I, treachery is like a strong word, but, um, I guess I could say like the relationship ended at, uh, like on a mutual fuck you, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, fuck. All right. Fuck me. Well, fuck you. So, and then we've literally never talked since and yeah, we probably, nice. we never will, Yeah. which is okay. It, it just was meant to be that way. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that's the other thing is sometimes man. So to talk, touch on relationships. A lot of the, you know, something I talk a lot about is, cutting off people like that, like getting out of those shitty friendships and being able to like, well, you, I, you stick with that, you know? Um, so I'm oh, fucking losing my train of thought. <laughs> no, no. Come on. You were on to something, dude. Dude. Relationships. Wait, let me see here. Fuck. Damn. Yeah, dude, that fucking dementia is already eating away at you, isn't it? I only ate a 10 milligram gummy. <laughs> no, seriously? Did you get fucking, yeah, did you fucking yeah. eat one before this? I did. Damn, son. Yeah. Um, so, but I guess what I was saying is, um, I don't know, because I lost my train of thought. That's all right, though. That's how it goes sometimes. 
and we don't have the luxury of just going back and like, I'm going to lose because I'm not ready. This is staying in. Mm-hmm. It's totally staying in. Fuck it. Fuck it. It probably wasn't a good point. <laughs> it probably sounded good at the time. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like you were seriously on something, man. I, I was, was like, but it just went off the rails. We'll go to another, uh, go to another uh, stanza. Find something crazy. All right, let's see. I mean, like, well, it, a lot of this is, uh, so this is all going to be be geared on friendship. Um, like, you know, if you have a good friend and you trust him and you want a good, uh, want good to come of your friendship, you should speak your mind with him, mm-hmm. exchange gifts, visit him often. You know, like that's pretty, that's a pretty th- standard thing for a relationship yeah. is it's kind of that nurturing thing. Um, Okay, so this is funny because this is like kind of like the uh, the previous stanza where it says, this same friend, if you mistrust him and suspect him to be false in his words, you should talk with him, laugh with him, but repay just what he gives you. So again, it's like give back what he's fucking giving you. So it's like, it's not like treat others how you want to be treated. It's treat others how they treat you. Is yes. kind of the... Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like, dude, you don't want to be anyone's fucking whipping post. No. You know what I mean? It's like people... And I know people that are in, that have like friends that are in friendships like that where they're like the, so I had this guy I served with and he was in a leadership position and like when he was in work, he came off as like pretty intimidating, you know, and like, well, I got to hang out with him off hours. You know, we moved my, well, ex-wife and I, we moved out to where like him and like the people I hung out, they're all in the Marine Corps. They're Mm -hmm. all like sergeants and stuff. Well, I see him out of work and I see him out of the work environment and I, and, and he was that whipping post friend. And I was like, what the fuck? Like he was just letting him, like he'd let him just talk shit to like, it was the weird, it was weird. It was not like friendly shit, like actual um, shit. It just not, I I thought it was harsh, man. I was like, I would never hang out with people that said this shit to me. Even even you yeah, yeah i'd be like dude there's no fucking way and, and i would or if they started doing that i'd be like if you say something like that i'm gonna fucking punch you in your mouth like i, I just wouldn't take it mm-hmm. I, I like to joke around but like they were like he was like the whipping post you know like he was like the you know in the pecking order with chickens like he was the one they were pecking on and i'm like that's so weird because like he had this totally different persona at work it's probably where he compensates i know well obvious because yeah. i saw it i'm like oh fucking not cool at all Mm. so again it's like you repay what they give you so but then it's like but that that's just not a friendship you want to have yeah so it's like you you gotta cut that shit off and i think that's what i was was getting at with with what i was gonna say earlier about cutting people off like cutting your friends off do you think if one you think one actual um transgression is enough to to justify that it depends i think depends on the level of transgression yeah, I mean, you should obviously talk to him about it. Yeah. Big like, look, dude, that's not, I don't, like, don't, why y'all, like, I, I'd maybe not be super hostile in the beginning, but I think when you just allow it to happen and allow it and allow it becomes a pattern, becomes a, a habit, and suddenly, like, that's your role. You're just, that's who you are. And there's no respect for you. There's no. Yeah. Well, that's like, where's the self-respect? Yeah. And all of that. But I was going, what I was talking about with relationships earlier and I lost my train of thought it came back it was um like people have to be okay with cutting people out of their life like you have to be okay with that not only do you have to be okay with that like you have to stick 
with that. Because like a lot of times it'll happen. It's like a friend will do something really shitty, man. And there's a period of time they don't talk and suddenly they're back. And then the friend does the same thing at another point. And it's like people, um, like when you really want to take charge of your life, just you got to like cut the people out that are, are fucking dead weight, toxic. And like you cannot look back. Like, you got to be okay with it. Like I said about that guy, like, we'll never be friends again. And I'm okay with that. I don't wish ill will on him. Like, I don't... Uh, Just like the, the table thing. Say it. Uh, I don't want him to starve, but he can't eat at my table. Perfect. Yeah. And, like, that sums it up perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's okay to, it's okay to, like, look at it that way. When mm-hmm. you cut someone out of your life, you're like, look, dude, I don't want you to starve, but you can't come here anymore. Like you're done. Like I don't. I don't want you to fail, but like our path together is gone. Like it's we're going different ways now, and it just that just has the way it has to be. Because I know so many fucking people. It it drives me nuts because there's a lot of people that allow themselves to stay in shitty friendships and shitty like relationships. Oh God. Because I, I just think there's like a there's this level of comfort people get with. And as fucked up as it sounds, is like, yeah, people get used to being treated like the whipping post. Like, they become the person that they just, everyone dumps their shit on. It's like uh, uh, Amigo the Devil. He's uh, 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 a singer. He does, they call it f- uh, murder folk. His, his genre. Yeah, Amigo the Devil. There's a line, there's a line in one of his songs. It goes, um, basically, like, I'm always, like, People are always taking a piece of me and putting it back the way they want it to be. Like, like they're turning him into what he's not. And like, mm-hmm. that's what, that's the fucking danger you play with yourself when, like. When you're around those people. Yes. And they turn you into like someone you don't want to be because you're not, you're not giving that shit back. So yeah, cut those shit out. Get out of those relationships and just don't look back. There's a lot of people need to hear that, man. Yeah, man. Um. Oh, okay. Here's an interesting one. I don't. This see, this is this is a good one because I struggle with this one, right? Okay. Uh, so this is stanza forty-eight. Kind, brave people live best. They never nurture a grudge, but an unwise man worries about everything. He dreads even repaying a gift. I guess the thing I struggle with this is the grudge because, like, I hold grudges. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest. I think most people hold grudges. Yeah. At least a little bit. Yeah, maybe not like to, to the point where it's like detrimental to your life, mm. but like we all have one person when we think about, we're like, mm, man, if I just, if I saw that yeah, fucker, fucker yeah. I'd probably hit him and punch him in his mouth or maybe not. But, but, but like there's, there's things that are years back that I still think about and I'm like, mm. it just makes you fucking mad thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Like I still have kind of a grudge and I know that's the shortcoming. Like yeah. I get it. Like, like he says, you know. Kind, brave people are the best. They never nurture a grudge. But I, I don't think that's actually very realistic. I mean, that's probably one thing I, I push back on this. It's okay. Yeah, it's, I think it's okay to like. I've heard this terminology before. I think you can kind of like maybe forgive it in your mind, but yeah. don't ever forget. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like just. Yes. Like if somebody fucks you over, don't let that shit happen again, yeah. man. Well, because I, you know, when you think about it. Wouldn't a grudge cause a, like, it almost seems like the fuel that propels a lot of people to end up being really successful is a grudge because someone was like, fuck, you never, you're going to, you're going to be a failure. You're a fucking loser. Yeah. Like you're a loser. Like 
like people, their teachers telling them this, like, think about that. So they're like, they thought about that teacher for 15 years, all the while they're grinding away and they blow up and they're fucking super famous and rich and all because they had that grudge. It's a nice little that, fire under their ass. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think I agree with this so much, but I, I, do, I do think... Um, if you let it, it consume you, yes, that's that, the problem. Exactly. That's where it becomes an issue. And, that, and, that, and then that's when it ends up in, like, murder. <laughs> that's when, like, like that's, that's the worst they can get is, like, motherfuckers. It consumes their life to the point where they physically act on that grudge, whether it's assaulting them or, mur- or just something, you know, horrific. So, yeah, I guess there's varying levels to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think, I think a grudge cannot – I think a grudge can be – um, kind of healthy if you know, if you've got, okay. So if I think you can convert into motivation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If, if there's like a focal point, you can point that grudge to where you're not taking it out on people yourself or the person you're like, he said, I can't do this. Fuck. Watch me, motherfucker. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then like, because that, that's that, that saying what, uh, success is the best revenge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you had a grudge. Someone, someone says you're a weak pussy. Yeah. Okay, bench 315. Oh, okay, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Watch. Like, I'm going to bench 315 and then I'm going to be a fucking jujitsu black belt. Yep. I'm going to come in and break your fucking arm. I might not do that. That might be a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, that'd be taking the grudge probably a little too far. <laughs> but if they ever, like, I don't think they would fuck with you if they knew. They would that. not. They'd be like, and they'd probably, you know, it's funny because a lot of bullies, when they're, like, years, years later, when they're confronted by the people they bullied, they're like almost every, like, all the, almost every time they're they're almost ashamed, you know, that they did that. Like George St. Pierre was bullied. Seriously. Yes. And he confronted his bully and like the dude was like I'm obviously <laughs> like very sorry, yeah. but but it was one of those things. But but he was a part of why George St. Pierre became who he was. Is because like I bullied him. And he's like, I'm never gonna let someone do this to me. Which fuck that's that good. He uses it the right way, but yes. you take people like I like to walk into a school with an AR-15. Yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah. another fucking problem. That's a problem. That See, is, I, but that, I think that's, I mean, you get uh, poor mental health on top of just, like, yeah. an amalgamation of just fucking, like, people treating you like shit. Like, I don't know. People respond to negativity in different ways. Some people, they let that shit beat them down and fucking make them just full of hate. And some people can use it like George St. Pierre did. And Turner, one of yeah. the best fighters of all time. Like, yeah. I don't know. And there's a lot of, it's funny because there's a lot of stories like that where like people got bullied and it, it propelled them to do crazy, awesome things, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why like there are people who will say that even fat shaming, like, you know, Ethan Supple is, he had, he played in American History X. Um, I've seen him. The big then. fat guy in it. Oh, the one who sings the song in the van. Oh shit! He lo- well, he lost a ton of weight. Oh damn, really? Dude, he's like 180 pounds now, and he said a lot of that was because of fat shaming. He's like, I use that as fuel. He's like, it, it sucked to hear that, and they mm. were right. He's like, and I lost all the weight. Now he's healthy as fuck, and like works out like crazy. Like, um, you know, like randomly, you know who else works out a lot now is uh, man, he's a he's a rapper. Uh, mm. Was he fat before? Yeah. He had a cooking show on Vice. Um, 
The only rapper I can think of with a cooking show was Snoop Dogg, dude. No. Snoop Dogg God, always damn it. I'm going to forget. I should. <laughs> Man, it's so annoying. Because he's like really big into kettlebells and mace bells and stuff now. Yeah. Like he's he's really he's like really into working out. Yeah, but some people do that and some people kill themselves. So it's like it's a, it's a pretty uh, a thin line. You know, you put pressure on someone, they're either going to crumble or, you know, turn into a diamond, you know? Yes. Um, so, all right, so we're going to go, let's see. Let's see what else we got in the, some other little tidbits of wisdom the Havamal can uh, impart our way. Because there's quite a bit. I want to say in total there's 160 stanzas, but not all of them are actual, like, pieces of wisdom. It's like like towards the end he goes into the spells he knows, you know, which mm. isn't really practical for modern-day living. <laughs> You obviously for, never cast a spell, sir. I'm going to make your edged blade blunt. Like, I don't know if that's going to work for me. So, like, simple one. You And this is stanza 65. You will often get repayment in kind for the words you speak to others. So it's like... And I wouldn't even take it as literal as words. It's like the actions. you, The actions, you know, what you do, the things you say, is how people are going to perceive you and they're going to react you know, so if you're a fucking asshole, hey, guess what? Literally like Nordic karma is what that, that literally yeah. is. Yeah, like people are going to be assholes back. Yeah. It's like, it's basically saying like, look, man, if you want to establish good relationships, good rapport with people, um, if you want to have good friendships, uh, if you want to be a widely traveled person who can make friends, however, then it's going to, it's going to come down to how you talk and treat other people like and, like, you look around now where so much of our communication is done on social media. And what's the one thing I think almost can agree on, agree on is that it's incredibly toxic. Because, like, it, there's no personal touch to it anymore. It's like you're literally just typing onto a screen. And so everyone is, like, super shitty to each other. So it's like this. But I think I see it, like, spilling out into the real... You know, do you remember... Like, it was just, like, five, ten years ago, people would be like, well, that's not that's not real life, you know. Or now it's like social media is becoming people's real life. And so... People spend all day on Twitter. Yeah, so I think, like, you're seeing people interact with people on social media like assholes, and then they go out in public and they're assholes. Because they think they can get away with it. Because now they're used to it, you know. And I, I just think it's this weird self-perpetuating cycle where... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, eventually they're going to learn their lesson. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they, yeah, they will probably. Like, yeah, most definitely. But I, I just, it's like this weird slippery, slippery slope we're going on. But um, and that's just an easy little piece of wisdom. It's like, look, yeah, treat others how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. That's literally that's that's that right there mm -hmm. with the karma, you know. Um. So yeah, he goes on about kind of stuff like that. But this is an interesting one. This is one that's really good. Stanza 70. Better to be alive, no matter what, than dead. Only the living enjoy anything. I saw a fire burning for a rich man, and he lay dead outside the door. And I like this one because I think, again, you point to social media. I think people see the li these fake-ass lives. Um, a lot of these, like, influencers are living. 
So everyone's like, dude, I wish I lived like that. I wish I had all this money. I wish I had this. All the girls, all the cars, all yeah. the fucking. Rather than just being like, holy fuck, dude, I'm alive. And I get to experience this weird, like, waking dream we call, like, consciousness. Mm-hmm. Because this is it. Like, we're probably not. Like, I don't know what comes after, but I've got this feeling that it's just going to be nothing. It's going to be like it was before I was born. Nothing. Like, the world was fine when I wasn't here. It's going to be fine when I'm gone. Yep, and probably in, what, maybe a generation or two, you're not, there. no one's going to know who the fuck you are. I mean, your great-grandmother, how much did yes. she, how much did she influence? You know, I didn't hardly know mine. You know, it's... I, she, my, my, yeah, my great-grandma was a pretty big influence. Really? Yeah, she was, she lived close, and, like, she was Polish, so it was always interesting. Yeah. So she'd always make like dill pickle soup and stuff. Like she always make traditional Polish meals. Mm-hmm. And cause she came over in like 1914 or something. But, wow. uh, I don't know, man. I just think a lot of people, like, I think we, we talked about earlier about taking things for granted and just like being alive. It's easy again, man, because of social media, it's easy to look around and be like, Oh my God, this world is awful fucking climate i'm gonna melt everything we're we're doomed like that's it's fuck that's all everything is now it's like you need to be scared of this now like no you need um, you, covid's over yeah. well, let's be scared right. of something else like oh no fucking, you know you can't eat oatmeal it's bad like you can't do that like it's always this fucking bullshit like what you can't do and people are like look man i don't give a fuck i'm alive like i'm just gonna enjoy this experience you know it doesn't yeah, it sucks sometimes. Like that's part of life. It sucks. Yeah, dude. Like the relationships ending or get fired, death, and yes, family or dude. friends. Absolutely, we're gonna lose stuff in life. Um, we're gonna gain stuff in life. It's like, and yet people focus on the bullshit. It's, and like, I get it. It's it's easier said than done. Like, oh yeah, we all get caught in it. I'm not saying I don't, but. I really try to make an effort for when I find myself slipping into that where I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, look at this life you have. Like, it's awesome. Like, I've got little responsibility, dude. I got a couple dogs. I got chickens. Like, I got a pretty, pretty cool life going. Yeah, man. And so when I start fucking feeling sorry for myself or I'm get, I get like that, you know, where I'm, I, for, I lose sight of that gratitude, I, I stop. I'm like, okay, I'll go sit out on that, my screen and porch. It's fucking awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'll just sit there with nothing and just listen to like the birds the insects and, like, and everything. Okay, yeah. this is good. This is good. Like I get to experience this and it kind of rebalances me. So I, you know, I don't know. I think, I think sometimes like we just got to embrace the simple, simple, simple shit. And I like, it's better to be alive no matter what. <laughs> it's yeah. so true because so do you know there's a guy going around right now? He uh, So he tried to commit suicide. He jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and lived. He's one of the few that live. Wow. And he said the minute he jumped off, he was like, oh, my God. I fucked up. I fucked up. Mm. And I want to say there was like there's a couple suicide survivors that like they all have that same thought. Like they're like uh, just immediate regret because they lose sight of that. Like I lost a friend, like his casket flag is right there. Yeah. He killed himself because he, I mean, among other things that was happening, it was just, I think people like that lose that appreciation for life and they get, they get so fucking hyper-focused on all the problems. Yes. 
and all the things that's dragging them down, they don't stop to like, okay, look, I'm alive. I'm good. I can, I can get out of this family. Yeah, man. Like, dude. Yeah. And well, that's like a a case like Julian, like he fucking survived combat. Yeah. (laughs) And you're going to come back and like, this is going to, this is what takes you out. It's like, we could have worked like, I mean, there's a lot to unpack on that. Maybe sometime we'll talk about it, but it's like, it's just one of those things where, you know, that's the danger of losing sight of that is, is apathy, apathy for living. And then like, when you don't care about living, then that's, dude, that's a problem, you know? Cause then you don't have motivation. And, uh, I, I kind of feel like a lot of people are getting into that state of lethar- that lethargic state. Like people don't want to leave their fucking house. Right. And it's like, I don't know, man, people would rather spend their time, um, kind of immersed in digital worlds, which is f- cool and fun sometimes. Could be but a good hobby, yeah. I don't know, man. I just think you lose sight of the bigger picture. You, you just kind of stop appreciating shit and you stop appreciating life. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. Sound like, maybe, maybe sound like a old. fucking boomer. Fucking boomer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn social media. <laughs> oh, damn kids. I just don't understand them anymore. Fucking tweeter. <laughs> Uh, so this is and again like this comes back to wisdom right stanza 75 the ignorant man does not know how little he knows you become foolish by listening to fools one man is rich another man is poor and neither has the other to blame there's a lot going on in that one that one (laughs) that's like three different wisdoms in one yeah yeah the ignorant man does not know how little he knows and how true is that Oh, God damn it. Holy shit. The stupidest fucking people. Again, social media is giving voice to these people. As a matter of fact, I say that they are the loudest on social media. The people who have, they don't know anything. And they're always the fucking loudest. And they don't even know that they don't know. Like, that's the fucked up thing. Mm. It's like, I don't know if you're noticing this anymore with, like, people. But, like, for me... Even when I'm just out in public, I really feel like people are losing, uh, like, their sense of self-awareness. Being aware of not only themselves, but being aware of their environment. Like, because everyone's literally staring at their goddamn phone. And walking through stores, like, it's just, it's it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, like, 15 years ago, I never would have. You know, I never would have like thought that like that that's where it'd be. There's people like literally going cross crosswalks, well, not even looking at just, traffic. The, nobody's aware. It's, I I just feel like people aren't aware of anything. Like we're, uh, it's like, okay, so it's like in bowling, right? You go bowling and you put those little bumper things out so you don't, so you don't go off into the. Don't fucking, tell me you use those motherfuckers. No, no, no. But that no, I, I don't. But what I'm saying is, is like our society is getting surrounded by these bumper things. So it's like we're almost allowed to be so completely unself-aware because of technology, mm-hmm. because uh, like we're living in this weird nanny state where everything's, oh, we got you, man. And like, it's just, I think it's making people, um, I just think it's, it's making a lot of people lose their sense of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Cause like I'll be in the store and I'm, I'm always like alert. You know, like, 
So he's walking in the door. Civilians yeah. can say it's like PTSD, but it's just that. It's that anyone who served in the military and even anyone who has that awareness, it's like, I want to kind of be aware of my surroundings. Like, I don't think that's a weird thing to want to be. I mean, yeah, you see that motherfucker. Oh, like, he looks really shady. Yeah, no, dude. Like, and so um, I just, you see more and more people like not paying attention, not being yeah. aware uh, or, you know, anything like that. And so I think that, I think it all ties into this ignorant man does not know how little he knows where it's, it's like, yeah, man, we're losing self-awareness. I feel like it, or it's just nobody. I don't know. Well, who, like when you're around like people, like who just a random group, who's usually like talking the loudest and talking the most. I mean, it's the people who don't know anything. It's just people who (laughs) like people never shut the fuck up. That's the problem. Well, because they're, they're just stating their opinion. Yeah. Right. And their opinions usually not informed, but the problem is they don't know that. Right. Cause, or, or they read literally like we're at a point now where people will read a headline of an article and that's it. And that that's their source of information. It's like, did you read the article? No. Then shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. Cause especially news sources are really bad about like eye catching crazy, you know, titles that may, might not even technically be correct and they know that yeah like the people writing these it's know that they know people aren't going to click on them they just get um you know outraged and the article has nothing to do with the title like that's pretty much how it is now but uh and then that's followed by you become foolish by listening to fools and i i mean that's that's timeless <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that again that's something that you don't have to be a viking or live in that time to even understand that it's just and again, I think we live in a time where there's so much access to information that you have a lot of fools listening to fools. It's like the blind leading the blind, you know. There's a lot of echo chambers the on the internet. Yeah, dude. and like, um, okay, that's cool, I guess. You're insulating yourself from any kind of opposing ideas, but then it's like, is that doing you any good? All it's doing is reinforcing your very, your opinion that can be very wrong. Like, and if you're not willing to admit that, that's a fucking problem. Guess what? You do not have wisdom. You're the fool with the belly that everyone's laughing at. <laughs> Look at that fool in <laughs> his belly. And you don't even have to be physically fat. It's just you lack knowledge. So you are that person. You've got a big belly. And not even physically. Just you're fucking stupid. <laughs> like, Odin says you're dumb. Like, you <laughs> he has one eye and he can literally see how stupid you are. <laughs> yeah. So here's a good, like he, uh, it goes into reputations as well, right? Reputation is a big thing in here, like a legacy you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, cause stanza 76 says cows die, family die. You will die the same way, but a good reputation never dies for the one who earns it well. So live a, live a good life. That's right. Great advice. Yes. Live a good life. Be good to people. Try or at least, okay, I mean, try to be good to people, right? That should be your default because we're not going to be perfect. But in, in, in a nutshell, yeah, it's like live a good life. Um, try, to, try, to, try to be honorable. You know, try to have courage when you need it. Um, take care of yourself. Take care of your community, your friends, your family. And yes, granted, when we die, I mean, our, we won't be remembered by a lot of people. No, but the, but there I, might we might have an impact to where that's the important part. Yes, where we do when we do die, our reputation will live on through the people we impacted, which that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, like that's a that's a cool thing. No matter 
how sure you are mm-hmm. or how religious you are, there is no guarantee to what comes after. So like what you leave yeah. behind, the, the relationships you've built, yes. like, like you said, the impact you've made, that is what will be remembered, man. And you know what, dude? It feels like uh, Joe Rogan says this. You know, a lot of times he's like, you know, I feel selfish because he's like, I'm, I like being good to people because it makes me feel good. And I'm like, you know, I don't, okay, you can say that's selfish, but if being good to people makes you feel good, then that's just a win-win. Yeah, as who's far losing as losing in that no scenario? Exactly. It's like, you're still being good to people. You're still being kind. You're mm-hmm. still, like, you're still going to give your shirt, you know, the shirt off your back to someone who needs it. Uh, I mean, him, I'm just saying in general, like. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty standard. Just live a good life. And actually, it's funny because um, I love the movie Gladiator. I watched that last night. Yeah, Holy okay, fuck. okay, okay. So in the beginning where he he's like talking to his guys in the in the forest, he's like, what we do, what we do now will echo forever, you know, mm. in eternity. And like, that's the same thing. He's like, what we do, our actions are going to speak for us when we're gone. Mm. So... Live a good fucking life, man. Be That's good beautiful. to people. Yeah. Be good to people. Share your knowledge freely. That's the other thing I like about the Hava Mall is like to Odin, knowledge is currency. Wisdom is currency. And like like that example of me living on the road. So, you know, because of the experiences I've, I had and the people I was able to connect with, um, that was currency for me because it got me a place to stay. It got me, like, the mechanics, like, totally hooking me up, not charging me for stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, it really helped me out. Right. Like, that was fucking currency because I didn't have to get a hotel. I didn't have to worry about food. Like, dude, I got hooked up, man. Yeah. And, like, a lot of that goes back to this knowledge and wisdom as currency. And, like, I, it'd be cool if people kind of saw it like that now. But I, I don't know, man. I think... I think we're just getting a little thin on wisdom, man. I think we're... But then I'm, I've, see, I sound like an old fucking man. That's Going okay. on my rant. Those fucking old kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, they're ruining everything. No, they're not. But hey, man, times change. It's right? just different, man. Society changes, bro. It's like, you got to change with it. Or you don't have to, but then it's like, you got to just find your place. Yeah, you kind of you 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 make yourself yeah. outdated. Yeah. This is funny. Um, I'm talking about like relationships and stuff. Uh, this one had, and, and the Hobbit mm-hmm. also talks a lot about like money and finances and like being, being responsible with your money. So this is stanza 79. If an unwise man chances upon money or a woman's love, he will grow more arrogant, but not more intelligent. Mm. He will be deceived about his own worth. Uh, so that, that's an interesting one, right? It's yeah. like, is she with him because he's like a good guy or she with him because he's got money. Right. And like in our society now, the sad thing is, is that like a lot of those, the rich people, they're not, they're actually not like, they're just not smart. Right. Like it seems to be like, because I've come across a lot of people that have a lot of money and they're like, they're kind of dumb sometimes. Well, I mean, a lot of times those people are kind of like, uh, you know, trust fund babies. Like they're going to be yeah. the ones who are, or money is going to breed money, you know, like, if they already have a fucking hedge fund set up for them, you know, before they're even fucking, you know, 21 years old, obviously, they're, it's not that hard to be successful if you start right. that way. Well, and then there's a huge difference between people that accumulate their wealth through 
I started my business from scratch yes. versus the person who's like, oh, I got a small well, loan of a million dollars. Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had it hard. He gave me 10 million. That was it. <laughs> it was a struggle. Yeah. What you mean? I, I, I do. I mean, I'm not going to get people to. I mean, he obviously does have a good business yeah. tactics, but still. Well, it's even like Jeff Bezos. They're like, he started Amazon in his garage. Yeah, attached to like his parents' 5,000 square foot house. Like, you know. He definitely had some resources. Of course, all of them did. did Zucker, all yeah. those people. I mean, like, they Tim exponentially Ferris, increased like, it, All these people yeah. that are super wealthy, like, very few of them started from the bottom. The very bottom. You know, even yeah. Elon Musk, because dad was rich as fuck. Like, oil, diamonds, you know, all that stuff. So it was like, cool, man. You know, good for you. But there's something to be said about the one who earned it the hard way. Like, there's definitely a different mindset. Oh, yeah. You know. Fucking hungry, man. Yes. Like, yeah. So, so basically what he's saying is, hey, man, even if you have money and you can't, like, that doesn't mean shit. It means actually you're just going to be arrogant and you're not going to be any smarter because you didn't earn that. Mm-hmm. You know? Because that's what it's saying. If an unwise man chances upon money. So. Take lottery, an, for Inheritance. Example. Huh? Take the lottery, for example. How many fucking people. Yeah. Lose all their shit. They lose a all lot, their money. The percent is really high. Yep. Because what they end up doing is they they spend out a bunch of dumb shit and then they start. They typically start businesses that always fail, and and then they go just blow through the money, which is crazy. Because like, you're like, dude, you just have some fucking discipline, man. Like, just Not set some all. of that shit. Is I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. How they, like, like that's how much, like that's how powerful money is. Is it just, it makes people nuts. Literally makes people crazy. Mm-hmm. People will do crazy shit for money. Kill people. Fucking, uh, I was listening to a Jocko podcast today. And he was, re- so, um, Smedley Butler is like an iconic figure in the Marine Corps. He was, a, uh, he got two medals of honor. Mm-hmm. But he, in 1934, he wrote a book called War is a Racket. He was very anti-war. Okay. And it's a scathing rebuke of how the U.S. has used wars to profit. And so that episode is basically just talking about, um, you know, that, you know, profiting, profiting from, from war and um, all that stuff. And, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one because that shit pisses me off. And people can just blow through it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, so... The U.S. spent like a trillion dollars in Afghanistan over 20 years. And what did we get for it? Nothing. And how's nobody upset about it? Like, that's what boggles my mind. Like, so technically our government is that unwise man. <laughs> it's like we have not learned anything, Yeah. you know, over these failed wars that we fought. So here we are fucking just, oh, we'll print more money. That'll, that'll fix it, I think. Yeah, that'll fix it, sure. So, yeah, so these people are usually deceived by their own worth, right? Mm-hmm. So they got all this money they think they're worth, but they're not because they didn't earn it. So, look, in life, this is the value of busting your ass and earning shit because it just feels better. And and you get wisdom from it. Like, you you know, that's a lot of what the Zen and, uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance talks about. Mm-hmm. Kind of talks about... Uh, it ta- He goes into why it's very important to be 
okay, so let's like look at the motorcycle, like the value of knowing how to repair your own motorcycle. He's like, you will learn more than a mechanic that's trained to do mo- like trained to work on motorcycles. If you troubleshoot your own bike, you do your own stuff, you're going to inevitably know way more than the other mechanic does because you know your bike now. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I think that all kind of ties into this. Like there's, there's wisdom that comes from struggle, mm-hmm. right? So someone changes upon money. They didn't struggle to get it. And, uh, you don't respect it. Yeah. Well, look at our society now, dude. It's like, look, dude, you know, it's easy. Every generation always shits on the other, but like, it's safe to say that the last couple generations have undoubtedly had benefited from the previous ones mm-hmm. and we've had it so good. And look what it's done. It's made everyone feel entitled as fuck. Everybody. I don't give a fuck who you are, what your race, your nationality is. If you're living in the United States, you are entitled. Entitled as fuck. But don't, you know, don't tell the social justice warriors that because they'll fucking cry. Rage against the machine. (laughs) We need communism. (laughs) (laughs) Go go to a fucking socialist country and see how you do, buddy. Yeah, that's not going to fucking, that's not going to work. Not gonna work out too good. Uh, it talk about alcohol in here, but I'm trying to find where he. I guess we kind of probably already covered that with the. Uh, wait, you know what? With gluttony, I mean, like probably, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it just goes back to the indulgence mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's funny because he gives up other weird advice. Um, so here's stanza 82. Chop wood when the wind blows. Row your boat on a calm sea. Court a lover at nighttime, for the day has many eyes. Value a ship for its speed, a shield for its protection, a sword for its sharpness, and a woman for her kiss. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So just appreciate things for what they are. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think the funny, it's funny, chop wood when, I know that there's probably something specifically rooted in that culture that would chop because like I wouldn't chop wood when the wind's blowing because like if I'm cutting trees down that makes those fucking trees are gonna be blowing down mm-hmm. fucking falling down on me but I definitely want to row a boat on a calm sea yeah these are all just little tidbits of like I don't know quarter lover at nighttime obviously <laughs> I mean <laughs> you know especially if you want to keep it secret and, and of course you value shit for speed no. Just sure. value things for what they are and yes. like if work smarter, not harder, I feel like it's kinda you think You're it's right. Kinda, That's yeah. exact you know what? You're right. <laughs> Chopping wood because the wind will blow the rest of the tree down. So you only have to chop a little bit of it. I don't know if he's referring to that or if it helps keep you cool where um, it could. It could. Oh, I'm sure. But they're in Scandinavia, yeah, bro. It's, it's not like it's hot cold. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold as shit anyway. <laughs> But I like it. You're, it could be onto something. I, it can mean that. Look, it can mean whatever the fuck you, it, whatever you interpret it to mean. That, that's the cool thing about the Havamal. It's like, <clears throat> even though this is like old thinking, it's like it's still very relevant thinking because, again, we are like, we're humans. Yeah. And even though our technology changes, uh, you know, our, I, I think fundamentally who we are will just never change, you know. Okay, so <laughs> I told you Odin had some negativity to say about women, so we're going to jump into stanza 84. The sexist shit, let's go. Yeah. 
Uh, no man should trust the words of a girl nor anything a woman says. <laughs> Women's hearts are molded on a wobbly wheel. Faithlessness is planted at their core. <laughs> First, <clears throat> listen, I'm not condoning what Odin said. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I don't, you know. Who, who hurt you, Odin? I know. <laughs> he got hurt bad. Yeah. So he's some... He got hurt real bad. You know, and it's fucked up because, like, he's talking to a witch, <laughs> a female woman. He yeah. woke her ass up from dead, you know. It's like, yeah. why you got to be a dick, bro? <laughs> like, you just woke this woman up from her eternal sleep and you're just talking shit about women. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. I ain't trusting you for shit. <laughs> I mean, look, man, it's, you know, you can replace that with. Got man. I mean, it's like yeah, men and women are like that. It's definitely not just girls or women, because <clears throat> there's plenty of dudes who are just shitty. I mean, a lot of them are. You think maybe he's just? <clears throat> I know he's definitely. He's being sexist, obviously, but yeah. maybe just the the core differences and emotional differences between men men and women. Like you think that- it could be like if we were to like bring it forward to modern day. Yeah, sure. Like it's it's you know. I, I would probably not even just have it specific for a gender. I'd just be like, like maybe you don't always want to necessarily trust the word of everybody. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't know, you know, you don't. <clears throat> and that's like the other thing with social media is like, it's hard to tell what's real and what's not, who's telling the truth, who's not. Who has ulterior motives. Yeah. Right. It's like nowadays it seems like everybody's got a motive for something, like for some reason. And that gets tiring though. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's just, this shit gets so tiring. I don't know. Like, what um, do you want from me? Yeah. What the fuck do you want from me, man? Really quickly. How long have we been going? We're like, we're only about an hour 45. Oh, seriously? Man, I thought like, maybe yeah. it was because we talked beforehand. Yeah, that was, that was we was? did. Okay. So before we started uh, recording, I was uh, taking Kears on a sonic journey, some, some metal and uh, oh, yeah. some music, some of my... Some of my own tunes that I've made. Yeah, fucking DJ Hayes. DJ Hayes, that's right. <laughs> DJ He the Machine. <laughs> I don't know if that would work. DJ He, that would work so much. Um, so there's a lot going on in the Hava Mall. Uh, I would recommend uh, Jackson Crawford's The Wanderer's Hava Mall. It's yeah. like you could literally t- put it like take it with anywhere. It's small. Um, I got it when I went on the road because I just thought it'd be kind of a neat thing to have with me because it's called the wanderers you know the wanderers have them all mm-hmm. so um because he even he even goes further into each stanza and like kind of like breaks down maybe what it's saying and uh he man it's like really intense he goes into the linguistic nature of old norse uh mm-hmm. because you can actually read it in old norse on the one side and then it's in translated Holy English. Shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's Old Norse on the one side. Holy fuck, that is. <clears throat> yeah. And then and then the other side's the English translated so version. Deep. So yeah, man, you can really get involved with this. Um, I don't know, man. You know, this, the, the Havamal, like so many books like this, it's just the knowledge it imparts is, uh, I think, something that can, you know, you can... You can just pick it up one day and look through it and, and find something that's relevant yeah. for your life at the moment. And I can't help but I, I got to compare this. because I know a lot of people say that the Bible is like stuff that carries over over periods of time. Yeah. And I feel like there's definitely some comparisons maybe you could be drawn. But imagine the Bible only like 
you know, eight times shorter and not as convoluted with a bunch of fucking stories right. that provides very similar wisdom. Yeah. Like, you know, don't be gluttonous. The, the Bible is like, like just pretty convoluted. It, yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> it man. doesn't like, that's why I like to have them all in the, like, even the whole Nordic outlook was always just so much simpler. Yeah. Just very like, very to the point, very blunt, mm. very, uh, you know, without all the trimmings on it, but it had its artist, it had like an artistry of its own. It had a cadence of its own. Right. You know, cause this is, it is a poem. I mean, it is written in a, uh, a deliberate way. So I guess that's the interesting thing about, about the Havamal, you know, so that's how it differs from the Bible. I think Yeah. the Bible is trying to, it's good, you know, talking about parables and things like that. And the Havamal is just like, Hey, look, this is a, uh, I'm Odin, and like this is a good way to live. Yeah, stay away from drinking too much, don't eat too much, travel widely, gain knowledge and wisdom, treat your friends, your treat your friends with respect and uh, give and take. Mm -hmm. um, don't be anybody's bitch, though. Yeah, yeah, don't take shit from nobody. Gator, don't take no shit from no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's been in my head for some reason. The other guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jimmy's. <laughs> uh, that's a good movie, man. It I is, think it's dude. kind of underrated. It's yeah. like one of those under the radar kind. Of, but God damn, it's so funny. <laughs> I think it's timeless. Yeah. It's like the Hava Mall, man. It's timeless. <laughs> you just compare the fucking Will Ferrell movie to the Hava Mall. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, so that's like the Hava Mall in a nutshell, man. It's just this, it's just guide on simple living and. Uh, you know, appreciate the life you've got because mm -hmm. this is it, man. You know, like that's the thing um, that I, th I think. So with a lot of Norse mythology at the end of Ragnarok, they say that it is reborn and Thor's children repopulate the world. But I, there's people out there that think that that's maybe a later addition because it's very Christian sounding. Yeah. Where the original Norse worldview is that, look, just things end. And that's just the way it is. Like, like they didn't really, I mean, they had a concept of hell, but not like, it wasn't a punishment. It's just, if you didn't die in combat, you just, you go to hell. And you're just like, you know, you're not being punished. But is you it more like a purgatory? Or is it actually no, like not torture? even a purgatory. It's just, you're, there's no, no, no it's, not, it's nothing. You just, you die and you go there. It's like, you just don't go to Valhalla because mm. you didn't die in combat. That's, that's the other cringy thing I always hear. People are like, when someone nowadays dies, you're like, to the hall, and it's like, stop. <laughs> stop saying that, dude. <laughs> like that like, motherfucker choked on his yeah, food. That, that place is exclusive for people that died in combat. Yeah. It's pretty specific. Yeah. They're pretty specific about who gets into Valhalla. Like, he ain't it. <laughs> sorry, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude, your buddy, your buddy had a fucking heart attack. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Crash on a motorcycle and die. You're not. Sorry, bro. You're going to hell. Like, you're just hanging out with the normal people that died of old age. Yeah, because dying of old age was, like, kind of, like... Frowned upon, right? Yeah. Because he didn't die in combat. So it's, like... It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. But it kind of shows you that the, the life they lived, right? And it shows you the things they valued. Like, obviously, martial prowess was, like, very important. Being able to fight and, like, die honorably where... Uh, yeah, I mean... Very different culture, mm -hmm. I think, you know, so, so yeah, that, that's the hobble ball in a nutshell. I think that's all we're going to really, feel, I think yeah, we've, feel man, free we've to check of, out some standards yourself. Yeah, man. Dr. Jackson Crawford's, uh, the Wanderers hobble mall. It's definitely like my go-to and I, a lot of people have this copy because mm -hmm. it's, it's very clear. It's very concise. Um, 
Yeah, man. So you got uh, you got anything else? No, sir. I'm I'm good, man. I think we I think we did a pretty good job. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd been wanting to cover the Hobbit Mall. The first one, that first episode we did, it was just this just didn't didn't go through, did it? It was practice. It was practice. And we needed to do it because we did get some shit figured out. Like, mm. um, ooh, we got a third microphone. Yes, sir. Yeah. So like. In the very near future, we're gonna start having guests on. I think that's gonna be pretty kick-ass. Fuck That'll yeah. probably make our episodes longer, which would be really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, because we'll have, we'll have some. I think we're gonna have some interesting people, and and we can fucking do phone calls. Absolutely. So we I'm still haven't tested that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna start reaching out. I think we'll have to figure out a way to test that out. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, we got a we got a competition coming up August 12th, right? Yes, sir. You're gonna do blue belt. Yeah. Are you doing gi and no gi or just what are you doing? Gi and no gi. Okay, cool. I think that's what I'm going to do. White belt. Um, I, I was I was thinking about doing the uh, the challenger, but if I'm yeah, I would if I'm going to be middleweight, I'm I'm just going to do gi and no gi because like I I'm just, saying yeah, that's enough matches, I dude. I just don't feel like grappling someone who's 250 pounds. And I I mean I will, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that at blue belt or something. Like I'll get a better skill set. Yeah. You know. But well, just challengers. Just that's all. Well, I've seen people do all three, and it's a very, very yeah. hard day. Like you get a lot of Cooper's matches. doing four. I told him that's a lot. That's like a lot, even man. for him. Like if he has like, which I think he will. If he has multiple people in each bracket, he is going to be suffering like yeah. by the end. I support it, but it's like, yeah, okay, he's man. Tough as fucking he's nails, tough man. As fuck, dude. He's young and hungry, disciplined, ready to get it. Mm. Like, that's the kind of person, like, all right, man. Like, I can't keep up with them, but I'm going to try. Yeah. <laughs> just got to hang on, man. I'm going to try. But, it, yeah, I don't know. It makes us all better, so. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so check the podcast out. It is always up on all the major uh, podcast streaming platforms like mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, Audible, Amazon Music. You name it, we're there. Pod, Podbean, Podchaser. Yeah, man. Who like, the all fuck uses Podbean, bro? Um, I think we've got a couple that do. Okay, shout out to those Podbean <laughs> people. I'm sorry, all right? I, I feel like, because, like, you know, on the stats shows, yeah, you well, know, which, like, which, the platforms. Obviously, the biggest one is Spotify. Yeah. And Apple's second. So it's like, that's obviously, and, and, and Spotify is, I think, the biggest podcasting platform. It took over Apple, I think. Wow. So, so yeah, keep up to date. Um, you know, again, we're, we, we drop episodes every other Wednesday. Um... Again, we appreciate the support. We're going to keep bringing episodes your way. Um, and we're, yeah, man, we're just going to keep moving forward. Yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. All right, thank you all. And uh, we will see you all next time.